Welcome aboard, Captain. Back to Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze and discuss Star Trek for the voyage home, one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Zoger. Yes, you are. Hey, Dave. <laughs> hey, Chris. How's it going? All's well. So, it is uh, a Wednesday, and we are here talking about Minute 26 of the voyage home. Uh, minute that 20- we are. Yes, we are. Uh, you sound excited about it. <laughs> Come on. Uh, all right, well, hold on. Minute 26 starts with phylum search mode to the rescue. Yep. And ends with Kirk inquiring if the species exists on any other planet. I can't wait to talk about that line. <laughs> Is that your, like, thumbs up, <laughs> thumbs down of this video? Is that of this minute? Is that what you're... No, I guess we're we're finally getting there. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess we're kind of getting there. Okay. Uh, so we get to sit through uh, a good ten seconds of uh, the phylum search mode, kind of running through all of the underwater mammals. Yep. Uh, on Earth, and yep. we talked about that last minute, right? That the I'm pretty sure this is the Federation database right. they're hooked into. Um, and uh, and he's got it in. Spock's got it in. You know, uh, voice prof- profile mode. So when yep. it does come up with a match, it's going to play back what it's what it's hearing uh, or and, what it sounds and, like. Yep. And he finds an exact match. Yes, he does. Match positive. Yes. Humpback whale. Humpback whale. Very specific. Yep. Specifically. Humpback whales. Hmm. Why not all whales? Or I mean, is that just me being ignorant? That uh... well, do all humans sound the same? <laughs> right, right. But I mean, so, like a beluga whale is not gonna is you know getting the short know. Chat, short shrift here. I guess I guess it's a good question. Like, <clears throat> do when you think of animals and their calls, like whether it's a cat in a roar or you know a dog in a bark or right. you know uh, like you know one cat. You know, like if you think in like a jungle cat, like a lion, does it does it have a different voice pattern than a cheetah or a jaguar or, you know, a leopard? Like, are they all? I mean, that's why I said like we're all humans. We all sound different. Like, I guess I get it, but I I guess I'm being a silly human and thinking that all whales sound sound the same. <laughs> It's so, it's so racist, man. <laughs> well, I, I don't think, I, I, yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, uh, humpback whales are mm, iconic, I guess. Yeah. Uh, they were, uh, they've been in the news, you know, they've been hunted and um, I think their whale song is probably one of the more, you know, when, when you hear whale songs, it's usually them, although other whales can sing and moan and groan. They have all, you know, those crazy, crazy noises. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, I was thinking, well, how come it wasn't a blue whale, man? Like the largest, right. The, that's the, the giant, the, the biggest mammal on the planet. Uh, but then I think that would be difficult to shove one into the, 
into the bird of prey later. So it's probably I thought they should have gone with the. I thought they should have gone with the sperm whale. The sperm whale is that the is that Moby Dick? That's the one that looks like that most people attribute to looks like Moby Dick. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, that'd be a nice touch, right? We got a, we got some, you know, had some Moby Dick references back in Star Trek Two. Yep. Yeah, that would have been cool. But again, it was probably probably based on size. What do we got to work with here? Yeah, I guess. If they only had a shuttle pod. You know, this movie would have been about dolphins. <laughs> uh, that would have been. Funny. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we get a match. Um, we and, got a match. <laughs> it's a match. Uh, and Spock is, of course, showing off, as suspected. Uh, Probe's transmissions are songs sung by whales. So, yes, his theory was correct. Be, I thought it would be more fun if, you know, yeah. if he went, you know, smacked his forehead like, oh, I thought it was dolphins. You know, couldn't he be close but not exact? <clears throat> it's Spock. It's smartest man alive. Yeah. He's not going to be wrong. Of course not. Come on, Chris. Um, before we go too far, uh, yeah. can we talk about what, what, what I, uh, I wanted to share uh, about this? Uh, I asked you last minute if the yep. monitors look familiar. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, as we pull back, as the camera pulls back in the scene, uh, probably about midway through, you get a good look at the room they're in. Mm-hmm. Phylum search mode up on the wall, yep. a couple monitors, yep. and lo and behold, up back behind Spock and McCoy, there's these neat light things up in the ceiling. And so uh, uh, we've talked about it before. Uh, Paramount is super cheap. Let's say frugal. Uh, they like to redress sets all the time, right? So we've got mm-hmm. Enterprise Bridge is the Grissom Bridge is the Reliant Bridge is, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this one... Uh, this is the antimatter chamber where Spock died, and that they just painted it brown. <clears throat> so when you told me that, so when we were we were talking offline, Chris and I, and uh, he was trying to get me to figure it out, and like I'm just I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I, just, I don't. What are you talking about? It's the room. Like I don't see it. And then you <clears throat> showed me a picture of the other room. And then you, it, it all sort of clicked because it's, it's so true that um, they look. I mean, oh yeah, it's just it's just a coat of paint. I mean, it's ridiculous that it's just a coat of paint. Yeah, it's a coat of paint, and they just put different display, you know, different yeah. uh, images up on the monitors. I think all the the monitors are in the same position. Yep. Um, you know, the only thing we don't have is the glass wall, right? Which is really where the camera is in this shot. Um, and there's a kind of some kind of um, they've got like a control panel set up in the middle of the room. It doesn't have the pillar that you know Spock reached into and right. Yes, yeah. I the mean rods. yes, they, yeah. which is which is um, which is interesting. You know, after we talked about it and I thought about it, and um, I remember us talking to uh, you know Ted Sullivan and how they used to burn the mm. sets, like they would destroy them. Yep. And it's just funny that this particular room was just lying around because this is two two movies old now at this point. I mean they yeah. they they went from, you know, the crappy bridge of, you know, Search for Spock on the on the Klingon cruiser to the cool let's show everybody bridge. But this room somehow survived. Right. Right. And it, I mean 
almost i mean it looks like it's all there all the pieces are there it's yep. the, oh, yeah. and they uh i you know i wish i i, I don't think i ever noticed that before this is that this this is the first time i ever noticed it all the times i've seen it but i wonder um if that's just because of my you know bad trekkiness um or if if fans you know in the theater when this came out went, went hey that's the radiation you, chamber. You mean, you mean the real nerds? The real nerds, <clears throat> not just not not us. No, the, us real, us the real, the fair nerds. weather nerds. What are we? Yes, we're the fair weather. We're yeah. bad trekkies. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I thought that was pretty fun, right? I mean, it's, it's yeah. That's uh, that is. I would never have guessed it, and I didn't guess it, and yeah. Well, I hope yeah. I hope it was a surprise for our listeners too, because I think it's a fun tidbit to. Uh, Tidbits. Uh, it's just different, right? It's it's not like you know, okay, the bridge, you know, the the bridges are being redressed and stuff. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, they all kind of look the same, but this is like, mm. wait a minute, that's that room from that other movie. What the? No, uh, they did a great job of disguising it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so that's what I was I was most excited to talk about that this minute. I got nothing else. Okay. All right. <laughs> talk to you on Friday. All right. See you now. Yeah. Now we got to talk about the rest of this. Uh, uh, we do. Okay. Conversation. Yeah. So I love McCoy's like response to to Spock, you know, where he says, you know, specifically it's humpback whales, and Spock's like, "That's crazy, whale." I mean, who would send a probe hundreds of light years to talk to a whale? Like, <clears throat> everyone in the audience is thinking the exact same thing. Exactly, and and, and he he says it, which is which is perfect. Yeah. Uh... And of course, does McCoy ever win in these conversations between no. the three of them? He never, because Kirk's immediately like, well, it's possible. Will's yeah. been here a long time, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, Spock's got the all the info. They've been around for 10 million years earlier. Again, this just speaks yeah. to Spock's love for, it, would we call it his, it's not his adoptive home world. Is his step home world? It's, I mean, it's his mom's home world. Right, so what does that make it? So it's, I mean, it's, I mean, does he have dual citizenship? You know, like if you're from <laughs> Canada and from the United States, you know, you're you're born there, but you, you live here. Like, is it? it you don't need like a, like a travel visa or anything like I, that. I bet, I bet they do. The Federation's pretty, you know, pretty friendly, right? They don't, yeah. I don't see them putting a lot of bureaucracy in place uh, uh, between all the planets that are part of the Federation. Right. Um, the one thing that's that sticks out here is, you know, after he says, you know, and, you know, he throws in the the message here. Don't forget that the message is save the whales. So they throw in and humpbacks were heavily hunted by man, you know, got to have the save the whales message. Mm-hmm. Um, but his mess, his, his comment where he says they've been extinct since the 21st century. Well, that was a long time ago. And they're now just coming to, to check up on, the whales, right? Like, uh, wouldn't it? Have, wouldn't they have, like, after ten years, been like, we ain't getting no signal? Uh, I was, I trying to think if Vonda McIntyre answered that question for us in the novelization, but I don't think she did. Um, so I, I get the sense of, you know, the, the way it went down in the book is, you know, the the traveler, the probe, the traveler, yep. you know. Uh, lost contact, stop here. You know, stopped hearing the singing from this planet and changed direction and started heading towards Earth. I'm, I'm assuming it, you know, it's not traveling at warp, and so it took them a long time to get there. Right. That's my guess. Okay. I mean, I guess I can 
I guess I can buy that, but I mean, you can buy you can buy alien probes, but not slow alien probes. Is, is well, no, I mean they have they have right well they have these mass powered to. You're telling me it took them 200 years to get here? <laughs> he was on the other side of the galaxy, man. I don't know. I don't know where these things come from. Interesting. Well, maybe they it's need a... to they need to do a follow up book. Maybe there is a follow up. book. There is a follow up book. I think it's called Probe. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, oh. I'm pretty sure it's a... Uh, I don't remember if it's a sequel or a prequel. Um, yeah, I think I'd like to know more about this. I Yeah, not to go on too much of a tangent, but I isn't that... Isn't, oh, no, I'm getting those confused. Uh, yeah, there's a book called Probe, so it it's, follows the, the whale probe. Yeah. Whether it's before or after, I don't recall. But I was also getting confused with, you know, the, the V'ger... In the you know the, the fictions that that's out there, it said V'ger you know uh, visited the Borg homeworld. You know, there's that that crazy tie-in. Hmm. Uh, okay. But I'm getting confused. Uh, yeah. Let me uh, I'll uh, let me dig that up for you for homework. Probe. Sure. Probe. <laughs> Very creative name. Probe. Hey, what's this um, book about? Probe. Probe. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, I I find it I find it odd that i mean obviously they have to come back today so i mean that's spock's line about they've been extinct since the 21st century yeah and you know it's possible the alien intelligence that the probe determine why they lost contact i just feel like that the, the amount of time like if we lost contact with a settlement or whatever after a hundred years i mean or you know yeah a couple of years i mean you think they'd be like maybe we need to go check on them but maybe it just takes a while, right? Maybe maybe, maybe yeah. that's just my human arrogance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what it is. Your arrogance. Well, well, that's just... what, well, that's what Spock says. <laughs> Only human arrogance suggests that man would check on life forms in, in a couple of years. Uh, do you? Uh, I. How much? How much guilt do you think was? You know, does does the audience watching this, uh, especially when it came out? In the twentieth century, we're now we're now in the twenty first century. Yeah, uh, when this came out, it was the twentieth. Uh, but watching in the theater, I'm like, oh, we we killed the whales. <laughs> <laughs> the guilt. Yeah, well, that was when you know that was when it was full full blown. Oh like, yeah, save the whales, the bumper stickers, and yeah, Greenpeace the, like yeah. attack attacking ships and yeah, oh sure. yeah, yeah. Those were the days, man. Um, so let's see, do, 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 do. uh, Kirk again, always he's on it. Spock, could the humpbacks answer to this call be simulated? That's, I mean, that's, I, I like, he's thinking on his feet, he's coming up with a plan, you know, yeah. he's like, Hey mate, well maybe we can, we can fake it. Right. You know, <laughs> we can, we, we could answer. We know, we now know that what the whale's saying, like generally, like yeah. maybe not the language, but we, we, we got an idea. I feel like that's a good idea. I think so too. Um, and I guess this all connects together. So, so uh, Spock says, "Yeah, we we can reproduce the sounds, but not the language. We'd be responding in gibberish." Pretty, you know. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I think for the audience, we'd be like, "Oh yeah, okay, that makes yeah. sense." Yeah. But then Kirk says, "Does the species exist on any other planet?" So this one. I, lo- I love this question, but I'm also like, what is that a th- is that a thing? 
in Star Trek? Are there species that exist on on multiple planets? Well, I mean, is it... I, th- I think he's taking the leap that maybe the probe people put it put the whales here or something. There's connections, so maybe they seeded them somewhere else. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, it's not a bad thing well, to it's... think that. Oh, do you think that? Okay, <clears throat> are you saying? In, in this, when Kirk is asking, does a species exist? Is he asking that? Did somebody transplant humpback whales off of Earth somewhere something in the past? You, something you can transplant. <laughs> well done. Um, uh, is it? Do maybe, you think that's what he means? Could be. Maybe a collector. Maybe. I mean, they've done numerous shows of people like the one where the guy steals data and like puts them in his collection. Yes. Like it could be a random humpback whale somewhere in the universe. That was in. Guardians of the Galaxy 1, right? Oh, no, wait. Wrong show. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, so, I, okay, I, I I definitely, you know, I, I think that's one way to take that, that maybe someone, maybe people transplant species. Um, but yeah, I was, I, was re- I was reading it into that, oh, yeah, you know, well, humpback whales, yeah, they evolved on multiple planets, which... Be well, it could be, I mean... Obviously, yeah. humans are indigenous to Earth, but humanoid beings like Vulcans or Klingons or Romulans, I mean, they litter the, you know, they litter the, the universe. So, I mean, it's not a bad question to ask to say, like, you know, does the species or something, maybe something like it, live on another planet that maybe we could bring back and, you know, answer this thing? Right. So, if it, so there's humanoid. So, what is, what's a, what's a whale? Is that a... Whaleanoid, <laughs> or a cetaceous? So, what is it? What are they called? The cetaceous? Cetaceans? Cetaceans? Could be cetaceans on other planets. Sure, sure. Um, so I guess my question is: is that obviously? So we're now down to the nitty gritty. We're now down to we know why the 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 it's been directed at the um, the oceans. Spock has figured out that it's humpback whales. Do you think that the other whales and the cetaceans, like the porpoises and the, you know, the killer whales and stuff like that, do you think that they understand what the probe is saying and is trying to respond? Or do you think it's like, and this is going to sound like a silly analogy, but do you think like the humpback whales are like, they speak English and the porpoises speak like French? (laughs) So they can't like quite respond. They can, getting like they, one they, they in know every ten words. <laughs> you know, je ne, je ne sais pas anglais, you know, or whatever, or you know, je ne parle pas anglais, uh, you know. Yeah, I think that would be that would be interesting. That would be again, like, you know, another moment they could have included. You know, we see the ocean, you know, getting blasted up into <clears throat> into the sky. Uh, we, you know, that we, we that would have been a cool thing to see, like see some. Especially after this moment, right when Spock kind of reveals, right. he's trying to talk to the whales, and then you, you cut to underwater, and you see, you know, the dolphins, the porpoises, all trying to click and squawk, and you know, trying to reply in vain. Uh, yeah, that would be a neat. I think they, I think they would be doing that. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Again, what could have been. Uh, what do we got? Uh, oh, so <clears throat> uh, 
box answer is negative humpbacks were indigenous and that's where we get cut off yes so we don't have the full answer in this minute nope um yeah i think that's all i had for this one there wasn't uh where there's a the script is pretty on track here mm. uh i've got the uh uh, I don't know if I've shared. I've got the comic book adaptation. Yeah, I think you mentioned that before. Yeah, I did. Okay. Or at least maybe you just mentioned it to me. Possibly. There's a great. There is actually a great panel intermixed in this, so it's kind of cutting back and forth as they're having this conversation um, to you know the council president, you know, calling for help. Uh, and then there's another shot of looks like it looks like downtown San Francisco, uh, like it is flooding. There's a there's a streetcar. I guess they still have streetcars in the 23rd century floating away, and there's all these people mm. like. Looks like they're you know being pulled out of the flooding water and it looks pretty looks pretty harrowing. Um, but again, why didn't we see that in the any of these shots here? Why didn't they put it in the movie? Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, <laughs> drowning people are cool. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, that's all I got then. How about you? I am good. All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, and folks. Um, uh, I'd love to hear your uh, your thoughts on uh, whale songs, and uh, uh, do you think whales are indigenous to other planets? And if so, how would that work? Um, uh, I'd love to hear all your thoughts. Why don't you head on over to the list, uh, <clears throat> Star Trek Minute Listener Federation on Facebook, and uh, join up with the uh, uh, your fellow listeners and Dave and myself, and uh, I'd love to hear your theories. Um, so check that out. And uh, we will be back again on Friday talking about Minute 27 of the Voyage Home here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye.